0: Sounds good. So you're there
1: outside in lovely Los Angeles, as we were just saying before I hit record.
0: Yeah, in lovely Los Angeles. This is uh, this is my home. This is my backyard and where I spend a lot of time.
1: I like the uh, telephone poles.
0: It's good. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of them. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> really nice stuff. Yeah. What a true. scene
1: just ruining the skyline that would look magical otherwise
0: i know it's a big beautiful blue sky palm trees and fucking telephone wires and posts (laughs)
1: all right cool i'm gonna kick off uh my silly little intro ask my silly little questions and have a silly chat all right uh, let's do it Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just A Phase. And thanks for joining us. If you're new here, let me get this uh, get these plugs out of the way real quick. We're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram and TikTok at NotJustaphase Worldwide. We're on Twitter at NJAP Worldwide. And we have a Patreon in our link tree on our Instagram. If you want to help support the expansion of our podcast and the blog spot and all the other great content, we will continue to create for you. We also run a page on Instagram at Ontario X hardcore. We post show flyers there and some press for the Ontario hardcore scene. You can catch our articles under the ONHC tab on our website at notjustaphase.net. But let's get to today's guest. Today, we get to chat with Frank from a newly formed Los Angeles-based hardcore band named Monk. They're blending the world of hardcore with zen ideologies and a meditative mindset, and it's bringing a refreshing outlook on the therapeutic values of what hardcore music can bring to its community. And I don't know about you, but nothing sets my mind and body at ease quite like listening to or seeing some heavy music performed. So if you haven't heard this band yet, you've been fucking up big time. But we're going to fix that right now. So, check this out.
0: Hey, this is Frank from Monk. You're listening to the song Nothing Matters, uh, Not Just a Phase. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> Professional. Cool. have you done po- a few podcasts yet for the band or just in general
0: i did do you know that bandic notes uh podcast yeah yeah my buddy phil runs it yeah okay i did i talked with phil the other day okay and um fuck you phil. for the band that's probably <laughs> <laughs> love you phil that's probably the only uh <laughs> That's probably the only one for the band so far, but for like work things, because I probably working on the Headspace app and working in like app design and stuff. There tends to be a lot of I don't know like techie, designy type media out there. So I've done I do, I've done a million podcasts before, but rarely.
1: Okay, so let's. Uh, I saw that on your your coffee mug. Let's. I guess we'll talk about that since we're on topic with it the headspace app. yeah sure
0: to that? Yeah. Is. yeah i will always plug the headspace app uh, i actually don't work at headspace anymore but i worked on the headspace app for about seven years as a lead designer of the app that's uh outside of i mean outside of music kind of my my uh, i guess my my what do you say my day job i guess keep it simple uh that's the kind of work that i'm usually doing and obviously the you know the kind of meditation influence of the of the content and that kind of thing inspired uh, much of what you hear on the Monk record and kind of the formation of the band. And funny enough, we recorded uh, recorded some vocals at Headspace Studios here in L.A. And my sound engineer uh, Scott Sorensen, after a couple couple tracks, just looked at me from from across the the studio and was like, "Dude, you're making like Headspace hardcore." <laughs> I get exactly. You nailed it, dude.
1: That's amazing. My um, my algorithm feed on Instagram is constantly spamming me with Headspace, and I'm like, yes, yeah. I know, I'm fucking stressed out. I get it. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah,
0: they
1: I'm have a lot of joke, a
0: lot of people right? who spend. Yeah. They have a lot of people who spend a lot of time on the uh, on targeting people like yourself. Oh, good. Trying to feed you the. Re- the right feed you the right ads at the right time, you know.
1: How do you, how do you find that just based on the the casual content I'm strolling? My stress levels, like, <laughs> how do y'all know I'm so whacked out and tweaked out here?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's when, yeah in the in the business they'd call it uh, user acquisition, and right. basically most social media sites you're browsing, i.e. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc. You know, they're they're tracking what you're searching, what you're looking at, and they may not know the exact words and things that you're looking for, but they can usually tell based on some patterns of the kinds of things we're we're kind of looking at. Um let's say they, they sort of bucket you into a segment of like your like person like XYZ, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, broad they kind of generalizations, them. but the more information like yeah, definitely. And the more information they have, not just about you but about people in general, the more you know apparently apparently, there's a lot of people who th- who think similarly to us. Um, and, and we're we're all sort of getting getting targeted that way, not just by I mean, not just by headspace, but it's pretty much the way that stuff is done
1: watching you simplify that you were like how the fuck do i put this <laughs> that was very impressive thank you i'm
0: trying i'm really trying <laughs> <laughs> That's the, no my problem. slightest
1: understanding of it was just like they they follow yeah. you like yeah all right like i know <laughs> that was a much better yeah, explanation. yeah. Thank you. They're, they're tracking <laughs> okay yeah they're, they're watching big brothers out there okay cool cool <laughs> so we'll talk about you for those who don't know do you want to just uh state your name what role it is you uh you play in the band and all that
0: Sure, yeah. My name is Frank Bach. I'm the, I guess, singer, uh, writer uh, uh, of Monk. I guess the, uh, I was going uh, jokingly going to say I'm also the spiritual guide of the band.
1: <laughs> the guru?
0: <laughs> the guru. I'll take it.
1: So, so you composed everything yourself before compiling band members, to my understanding?
0: Not all of it. I mean, I had some riffs written. I had some, you know, some inspiration and things like that. Um, but then I was able to to tap into two buddies of mine, uh, Ian and Dan Romano of uh, Ontario Music fame. And uh, those guys really helped me out to get the project off the ground. I mean, I used to play in a band called Vicious Cycle about, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And since that band ended, I really hadn't done much in music, and I've been slowly trying to kind of piece together some bandmates, a project, you know, trying to get something going. And I realized, unless I drove the thing and really made it happen, uh, that was probably not going to happen. Just because, I mean, we're all we're all older, and you know, people are busy, people have jobs, people have kids, things like that. So I'm making the time to rehearse and write and all of that kind of stuff just more tricky nowadays and also we had a huge pandemic that where we all lost like three years of our lives so that that was not fun but yeah the the romano brothers really came in clutch it's terrible
1: so you're you're technically like you your write-up says los angeles-based hardcore band but so like you have a lineup for ontario shows and you have a lineup for for Los Angeles shows too then or
0: I guess to to simplify it, yeah. I have a couple lineups. Uh it just kind of worked out that our first shows were in Ontario. I was heading up there for uh my my sister got married, so I was going there for a few weeks and um I thought let's let's get some shows lined up. I had the record coming out on Dine Alone and you know they're Ontario based, so we were getting a little bit of traction there and uh, let's kick that off and kind of, you know, tapped into some some b- old music buddies of mine, uh, Tom York, Sandro Sancioni of uh, Tommy Plays in No Morning Nowadays, and Sandro's from The Creep Show, if you know them. And uh, those guys stepped in and were able to uh, play some live shows in Ontario. So I think that, that will probably be the, you know, I guess, sort of the Canadian lineup of the band and, uh i've just recently filled in the, the the la lineup of the band so the way i'm trying to set things up is wherever the i guess wherever the opportunities or the tours or the shows kind of happen there's there's a few people we can kind of pick from t- who are i guess in the band and mm-hmm. uh you know might might have to mix and match a few people here and there but i think it'd be super helpful to have you know basically like eight or ten people who know all the songs
1: True, yeah. So do you have any plans to come back to Ontario or Canada sometime soon or
0: Yeah, we're looking at something for December. Probably the worst time to be there because it's gonna be shit to drive in. But Definitely, yeah. um that hasn't <laughs> that that hasn't been announced yet. But uh yeah, we're 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 chatting with our booking guy about about that stuff. So it might be a little a little run of Ontario and Quebec in, in December.
1: Oh, nice. All right. Well, shoot me the flyers uh, when you get through and then I can help post them up. Get some eyes on it. Absolutely. Um, we usually start off by asking how you first got into Punk Rock, but we jumped into all the other stuff. How'd you first get into this uh, this game here?
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm just going to wait for this garbage truck to go by. I'm outside on garbage day. Good nice. planning, isn't it? It okay, is not it Okay, Cool. <laughs> How'd I get into punk? Um, yeah, I remember my earliest memory, probably like a lot of people of my age range, is discovering the Green Day Dookie cassette tape. And I was hanging out with this this kid in elementary school who showed me the tape. And I don't know if it was the artwork, the music. I guess there was just something about it that felt like I I need this, and it speaks to me on a on a core level. And, uh, I remember bringing the tape home and asking my dad to dub it. And he was, we listened to it together and he was, he was just so visibly annoyed by it. And,
1: uh, he thought he
0: he really didn't like it. Funny enough nowadays, um, my dad, my dad plays guitar and he, he's always playing, uh, time of your life on guitar. It's like this funny full circle moment of like, (laughs) dad, you like green day too. But yeah, that's how that's how I got into it and then probably uh I think we all we all had a, a a bit of a new metal phase and you know you kind of work backwards from there and then um find your way eventually to you know to the the black flags and the minor threats of the world. Yes. And uh I've kind of been comfortably uh in that sitting in that kind of space for a while. That's definitely my my uh kind of my my zone when it comes to Stuff I'm writing
1: and what was your favorite new metal band at the time
0: oh man probably Limp biscuit.
1: that's the correct answer good job you passed
0: yeah that's the right one yeah that's the right,
1: that's the right answer as far as I'm
0: concerned Dude. all these years later it's still you know all those songs are still stuck in in my head
1: <laughs> they live rent-free man they're catchy they're catchy
0: yeah, and they—I mean, it's—it's it's weird for me to 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 see new metal totally having a resurgence, which is kind of interesting because I never thought that we'd see it come back in that way. And um, I used to promote shows in Sudbury, and you know, although my 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 kind of favorite genres are more like hardcore punk style, um, the kind of shows that younger people like to go to would mostly be like more metal, metalcore type music and um once in a while you'd see a dude show up you know in like a slipknot t-shirt or something and it kind of stood out to me but nowadays i feel like you know you go to a knocked loose show and it's like new metal tees all over the place it's kind of a it's kind of interesting to see how that's happened
1: yeah there was so much so much fucking metalcore too probably back when you were booking shows and guessing in the 2000s yeah. oh my god Lots. i went to so many i was big into that at the time
0: Yeah, yeah, tons. Tons, yeah. Ontario was a good, good spot for that, and I mean Canada in general. You'd always have vans touring oh, yeah. through, and being in Sudbury, we were pretty lucky. We we're, you know, we're right between Thunder Bay and Toronto, and who wants to make that that insane drive? So we'd usually, you know, usually you'd pick either either Sudbury or Timmins, and nine times out of ten, we would get it.
1: Yeah, fuck Timmins. It's too far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so far, it's a dangerous <laughs> highway to drive to.
1: They got a mean Canadian accent too. Holy fuck, you your your Canadian accent's gone. But you go up to Timmins, but no fuck yeah, I'm out there like oh, you know,
0: oh dude, it's intense. <laughs> yeah, it's I've I, I used to get made fun of at work all the time for it, and then eventually, eventually, just little you know, little parts of that of that accent kind of fade away, like saying. um, Project instead of project process, uh, process little things like that you kind of pick up. But um, yeah, I'm sure if I spent a day in Timmins it would it would be it would sound like I'm like watching a South Park episode or something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, legit, legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the uh, the pod, but like outside of music, what the what sort of hobbies and passions are occupying what. Little bit of free time, I assume you might have.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I if I didn't design stuff for a living, I'd probably still want to make things. I think that that, you know, whether that be like art or zines or music or whatnot, always I always enjoyed having projects like that. Um, I'm a dad, I have a, a three year old daughter. So that's that's taking up a lot of time. Um, honestly, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty simple guy. I mean, you're, we're, we're here on the podcast and you can see, um, uh, I'm outside in my yard. I spend a lot of time here. I have a, uh, a few skate parks nearby that I like to, like to peruse. And, uh, yeah, mostly just spend time relaxing, hanging out in the, hanging out in the jacuzzi, hanging out in the sauna. These nice. are, uh, these are my, gr- my up hobbies.
1: It's a quarter pipe in the back there, half pipe maybe. I can only see a.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got a mini ramp. Yeah, there's a little yeah, mini ramp there.
1: You. Look at that. That's right. Followed the two rules for all who life. cannot
0: see. Yeah, exactly. The uh, <laughs> the, the when your when your uh partner tells you you can build a mini ramp in your yard, you <laughs> act on it immediately before they change their mind. That was uh. As soon as I got the green light on that, I was like, let's go. We're going to Home Depot. Nice.
1: Yeah, I've been told there's only two options in this life. It's skate or, or die. So
0: it's nice to see you're still doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very simple. It's a binary. It's, it's yeah. very simple. It's Black
1: and white. Just <laughs> one, <and> one. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what's some of your favorite bands out in L.A. since you're kind of technically in the L.A. scene and in the uh, Ontario scene now?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it feels funny to, to talk about LA bands because I feel like they're already you know who doesn't know right. Zulu and Military Gun. You know, these are like local bands. Mm-hmm. Um, there's these. There's this one band that I, I saw at a little backyard show a year ago called Cemento. And they're more like a, they're more like post punk, kind of like Joy Division vibe um they're really cool and then there's another band that's a little tougher to track down but i think you can find them on Bandcamp. uh they're called hot load and they're more like motorhead (laughs) sort of hardcore
1: yeah (laughs) that's the the
0: worst name ever (laughs) i can see like their merch
1: designs and stuff being like pretty metal and cool now that you said they're kind of like motorhead but
0: yeah okay yeah yeah no they're <laughs> they're solid um are they yeah and then i guess when it comes to uh when it, when it comes to i guess more like ontario bands yeah um yeah ontario bands i gotta give a shout out to imploders uh my buddy joey's band they're amazing um and then we'll stretch a little bit outside of ontario and say, um you know that band puffer out of montreal they're so sick. Um, Puffer, no. And then this other band, Puffer. Go shout out to Puffer. Check them out. And then if you like more metal stuff, um, Serpent Corpse out of Montreal are also incredible. That's my my buddy Andrew's band.
1: Fucking metal band names always crack me up. Serpent Corpse. Serpent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love wearing my Ser- Serpent Corpse t-shirt. Yeah. you gets some good looks.
1: I bet. <laughs> uh all right. What what's one band just one band that you don't think is getting uh, enough attention if you could put a
0: spotlight on them? Yeah, I think just any band from any some something that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that band Spider Bite are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh that's Dan and Ian's other band with uh with Steve Lamke of the formerly of the Constantines. Uh, spider bite are, are fucking rad
1: do they play thrash metal kind of stuff
0: no they're a little more on the like I don't know like Ramones core okay, kind cool. of vibe uh, yeah they're they're really they're musically awesome and also like visually interesting I like looking at their their album artwork and their merch and stuff the whole sort of the whole package is really cool
1: Nice. It's a rad name, so. Well, we've chatted about enough other bands. We should chat about you, I guess. You are on the show. Sure. Right? Let's uh <laughs> let's do the promo thing. Uh what label released the EP called The Rock? Where can we get physical copies for those listening who want to hear it?
0: Yeah, the EP got released by Dynalone out of Toronto, and you can pick it up definitely at the Dynalone store either online or or physical they've got a shop a brick and mortar store and uh you know probably anywhere you usually get records somebody told me that they found it at amoeba here in la the other day which surprised me but exciting it's always fun to see your stuff in an actual store um but yeah if you're if you're online uh, i think it's just dinealonstore.com
1: And you said you were like you recorded some of this or most of it in the Headspace Studios. Did you guys mix and master there too, or?
0: Yeah, we did vocals and mix and master at Headspace in L.A., and then the rest of it, uh, all the instruments, were at uh, Camera Varda in Welland.
1: Oh, nice! Like Welland, Ontario, obviously.
0: Okay, so you did well in Ontario. There. Yep. Yeah, so you did
1: half there, half here kind of thing. That's cool.
0: It was very, uh, it was a very online process of passing passing files back and forth.
1: Yeah, like were you all in the same room then or no? Just kind of hitting, uh, no, drums no. and then guitars. No, then just by just piece,
0: or? yeah, just layering it. And then, uh, once we had the, you know the i guess the, the instruments down then the vocals just kind of came together and uh i banged those out in one session i thought i was going to do one track like per day or maybe like two songs per day and uh <laughs> just went for it a couple takes and my buddy Scott Sorensen recorded it and uh he got me loosened up in the booth you know and just kind of did my thing and sounded pretty good so we just we didn't uh, we didn't overcomplicate it. We just went with the first couple takes.
1: Nice, nice. And uh did you do the artwork then? I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I did I did the design and layout of the record. And then uh, my buddy Jack Rogers uh he did the illustration of the of that sun on the cover.
1: Nice. Yeah, I thought that matched the aesthetic and tone really well with, uh, with everything you guys were going for with the image and
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, we I originally had something that was a little more, I guess more it looked a little more like modern art kind of style. Uh, and then I, I showed it to some people. And the first feedback I got was this doesn't look like music to me. And I was like, Okay, that's probably the wrong. That's probably the wrong artwork to use then.
1: Oh, shit. Eh? Yeah, I definitely feel like this matches up with. Aesthetic, <laughs> so. It's cool. Thanks. thanks. So you guys have only played a couple shows in, in Ontario. You hit, like, what, two yeah. shows when you guys were here?
0: Three. We did uh, Sudbury, Toronto, and Montreal. Yeah. Right, right.
1: So I guess this question would probably yeah. more pertain to your previous bands, but do you have uh, sure. a favorite show or tour memory?
0: Yeah, just tour memories in general. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you get to go to Europe, is the blast. I mean, just kind of sitting in the van and driving through like, you know, the countryside of France or, you know, getting, getting through uh Basque country and uh, North of Spain, like those kind of places are just so beautiful and scenic and you kind of beside yourself that you even get to do this. And those memories really stick with me. Uh, but more recently uh, just getting back out there with friends and playing music every day and, you know, not, I feel like maybe getting a little, a little older has made me appreciate all those times. Like I think as when I was younger, we, we spent uh, too much energy, kind of complaining about it and um, not being grateful for it. And just this time around uh, just really soaking it all in and knowing that like, these are, these are kind of a, the moments you know like this is this is the stuff that sticks and 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 you'll you'll remember later on and be so glad that you did um and i think yeah i think there's just a a little more maturity in that sense
1: so true thinking back about bitching about like one fucking note or like oh you're 10 minutes late meanwhile it's like the times of your life just playing. yeah totally right yeah. You're freaking yeah. out about the stupid yeah. shit right. <laughs> like our, our,
0: yeah like our on our first show in sudbury we uh during during our second track our guitarist tom was like way out of tune and you yeah. know it's like in the past i might have i might have been like bummed about it or like gotten angry at him for it or something but like you know now i we just kind of chuckled and laughed and just like dude you were so (laughs) fucking out of tune during that like (laughs) it was hard for me to keep up with you because i couldn't even tell where you were but like it's just not that serious you know we're like (laughs) did we have fun yes that's really all that matters
1: yeah like that was painful i'm happy to be here
0: (laughs) yeah 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 totally and it's all you know it's all and it's you know it's it's done and we'll we'll get up and do it again tomorrow and you know maybe we'll do it better maybe we'll do it worse i'm not sure but (laughs) um it's not that big of a deal
1: fucking hey so what band uh what's on the to-do list what band's the dream band that you want to share the stage with real bad
0: uh man i i mean i mentioned military gun earlier i think it'd be fun to play some shows with them um there's also a band uh just a little south of here uh, across from San Diego and Tijuana called, uh, they're called, uh, violence. And they And they're, they're like it. a Mexican hardcore band and they, they sing in Spanish. And I always thought, yeah, I always thought it would be cool to, um, to play some shows down there and kind of see what, what that punk scene is like. They so that would be, too. I guess Good that's bands. the, a couple, a couple bands. Yeah. They're awesome. Right
1: yeah they rip oh, what else do I have on my list of bullshit here oh yes classic every band is doing reunions yeah. which band hasn't done it yet that you'd actually like to see do it it's a tough one yeah good question every um, fucking week there's more and more doing it
0: So, <laughs> I don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't love reunions I do yeah. think it like it sort of takes the magic away from you know what you kind of put the band on in your head yep and yeah i mean i'm sure it would be fun there's some bands that i haven't gone to see like i have not um i've not gone to see like the descendants and um i've had a couple of chances but i've just sort of avoided it. yeah uh, Honestly, nothing's really coming to mind. Like you said, I think most bands have done it. Um, the I think the new the new kind of model that people are discovering is that you can break up and then become. You know, you can you can do your sort of farewell shows, get some really good turnouts, and then wait a couple years and then come back and do your reunion show and then you can just become a band again and then it's sort of like just rinse and repeat you know
1: yeah or you can do your your reunion show every year then break up every year then do a reunion show every fucking year like uh something sure i'll I'll leave nameless to not be a shit talker but uh yeah
0: yeah i guess we could like what if we just broke up after every show? What if every every band, you know, you just never know if they're going to come back. Hey,
1: it could happen at any time, right? This could be the final the first and final monkey
0: EP. It could happen. I think yeah. um yeah. It could be, never know. I feel like um my buddy Drew in uh, he's, Sings in Single Mothers, I feel like they, they had a time where they were just picking up every five seconds or it's like unclear if the band ever was ever even together. They're just sort of in a perpetual, broken up stage.
1: And one of my favorite Ontario bands of all time, their first, everything up to negative qualities, fucking flawless. Uh, I know their sound started to change a lot more recently, but holy fuck, even the one after negative qualities with the dog on it, just. Fuck, I love Single Mothers. Ah, such a good band.
0: Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, they're nutty. Drew was a fucking animal alive, too. Oh day. yeah, he's so fun to to watch perform.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Love to see them again soon. It's been a while. Um. Oh yeah. So I guess you're a couple years older than myself. So you've you've been in the game long enough. From when you uh you first got into this until yeah, thirty six. 36 okay yeah Yeah, 32 so what's um some of the good and bad changes you've seen since your day one until now
0: yeah good and bad changes like in the in the music scene um i think the good is that it seems to be a lot more accessible than it has ever been i mean i i think when i was younger you'd sometimes hear bands talk about you know Hardcore is a safe space. Everybody's welcome. Uh, you know, like, let's be let's like take care of each other, all that kind of stuff. And you sort of look around the room and, you know, you're seeing a lot of, um, you know, not a lot of diversity. And you're seeing um, still seeing sometimes like people doing like crowd killing and crap like that. And like that is not an accessible uh Diverse space, you know. <laughs> and whereas now, I think I'm, I'm seeing a lot more, I'm seeing a lot more of the openness, like kind of like what I think hardcore and punk maybe was more in like the 80s. um Seems to be having a, a really nice resurgence with younger people. And I, I think that might be some people call it the turnstile effect. I think it's that combined with probably the pandemic, I think got a lot of people like, you know angry and venting and wanting to have some kind of release so um probably attracted a lot of people uh, to hardcore which is awesome
1: the turnstile effect is a fucking hilarious term i've never heard until just now but uh yeah i was, I, I was calling <laughs> yeah, the, I was like, like one like one of the biggest bands the, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i, yeah. I was calling the, the tiktok kids or the new jacks and you know I'm sure. all, all four new people because yeah. otherwise who am i gonna hit no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's (laughs) nice to see it's nice to see new faces
0: yeah yeah Yeah, totally yeah i mean i would i would some people my age complain about you know being like the older person at the back of the room kind of watching the show and like man that last thing you want is for a music scene to feel like a you know like a high school reunion or something where it's just all you know like what's next after that like the we're all going to be watching hardcore bands at casinos in vegas or something like that would be terrible for a music <laughs> yeah. scene yeah i don't mind it has, to, in has the back to stay fresh
1: room. i don't mind standing in the back of the beer i got i got my beer kicked out of my hand at the last totally. show and i was all the way in the back so i was like ah, it's a good movement i'm happy <laughs> 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 I <was not> complaining. <laughs> nice um if you could do a guest vocal, that uh, guest vocal feature for any band, who would you want to collab with? Big pipe dream, or, or something possible, whichever.
0: For me, on their record, or them on my record, yeah. Dealer's choice. And
1: by dealer, I mean your Dealers choice. Party. Yeah, you can
0: pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like whenever I'm, whenever I'm writing something. And I can tell that that part's maybe not for me. Uh, We usually have someone in mind. And I know we were just chatting about single mothers, but I think it'd be really fun to work with Drew on something. Um, I just think he has such a fun, like cadence, the way that he sings and like, you know, I could never, and he, he's almost like talking like off beat from the song and I just think that's so interesting and like, you know, just it makes, makes it so so fun to listen to. Like somebody's telling you, to, you know, a, a story over music, uh, yeah. which is, you know, I guess the kind of the goal of music, but it's really really rad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say he does he does a storytelling and, and there's like for in terms of unique voices especially yeah. in hardcore, like fucking nobody sounds like Drew. Nobody does his Yeah his uh no. way he fits lyrics no. and the way he delivers them it's not i don't know who the fuck i could compare it to So that yeah. would be a
0: super yeah he's cool he's guy. living in his own he's like in in yeah <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah he's in his own zone for sure that's also i think what makes what makes him such a great performer because it's like you're watching like music but like it also feels like theater or something just watching yes. you know watching him do his thing
1: definitely a performer definitely a performer i like to usually wrap up with a couple stupid questions that presumably nobody's asked you sure um whatever you're willing yeah. <laughs> to put on record you don't have to sure. but i always love sure. asking what's uh what's the most illegal or dangerous thing you've ever done in your life you can uh you know sure hide um some illegal t- <laughs>
0: on our last tour We were driving back from Ottawa to Sudbury, and I was trying to get the rental car back to the dealers before, uh, before they closed, so I wouldn't (laughs) get charged for another day. And I got, I got pulled, I got pulled over in North Bay doing one fifty in an eighty, and (laughs) in Ontario, that, that, yeah, in Ontario, that's like instant impound. Yeah. Yo yes they can and i was i was i was sternly warned that that could happen um where i got lucky is that i have a california driver's license and the cop who pulled me over was kind of thrilled and excited to be looking at a california driver's license i don't know he got kind of he started asking questions about like what neighborhood do you live in what do you do down there and Um, he let me off with, he let me off with a $35 ticket, reduced it drastically. Yep. Yep. Gave me the warning, (laughs) but then left, he left, he left, he left me saying, uh, um, since you don't live here and you don't have an Ontario driver's license, there's not really much I can do with this. Um, and I imagine, you know, he could have probably taking me back to the station or something but you know he probably just wasn't feeling like doing all that that day and uh yeah got off pretty lucky there
1: holy shit yeah because anything at 50 over they can just yank <laughs> your license like that's it and it's for a couple years too like oh
0: yeah holy oh oh yeah
1: because they consider it um
0: like, it's like, like stunt driving, stunt driving. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. Looking for, one. I was like, yeah, racing. No, that's not it. Stunt driving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a fucking U haul full of a. Uh... Well, I guess it would have been empty, but that's still
0: crazy. Yeah, it was just it was just a uh just an SUV. Yeah, yep. Fuck.
1: All right. Well, I usually start this question by saying, assuming you're not a pacifist, but considering sure. monk, you might be. <laughs> i'm not not, not sure fair assumption (laughs) right but if you um if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can there's zero repercussions would you punch anybody and who would it be
0: oh man that's such a tough question and i you're you're not wrong in your assumption i will do like everything i can to avoid conflict in many ways uh drives my wife crazy um, I've never been punched, and I've never punched someone, so I'm trying to keep it seriously? that way. Though, you know what? I mean, gonna... never got clocked. The yeah, show? seriously. you never. never caught one. No, show. I've had people...
1: an elbow, a foot. No, death? the fuck. Mm,
0: maybe like a state, maybe a stage dive that landed on the head. You know,
1: but yeah, never, never, a never fist somebody.
0: A no, mm-hmm. never a fist or a foot. No. Hmm. I had someone land on my head once at a, an American Nightmare show. And when they landed, my neck sort of like did a really bad popping sound. And I sometimes wonder if I have a vertebrae that is just like super loose that's just gonna like cripple me one day, but so far, so good.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: but on the punching topic, I do really enjoy watching people punch each other. Um, I, <laughs> I love watching uh, I love watching UFC. Nice. Uh, which might might take people by surprise but i i try to catch all the pay-per-views and stuff
1: but well, you can't think of anyone yourself that you'd knock
0: <laughs> no there was a uh maybe uh about a month ago we had a we had a guy jump our our fence into our yard and i think he was trying to steal stuff out of our garage or something so i guess that's if there was one person I could, you know, I could, I could swing at, maybe it would be that guy just because he endangered my family and that's not cool.
1: Fair enough. When push comes to shove, you'd you'd punch that guy if you had to.
0: Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. But he would have to, he would have to, to make the first move.
1: (laughs) Truly a pacifist. eh? Okay. All right. (laughs) So, uh, what music do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure, if you believe in those sorts of things?
0: Yeah, I think probably music that lands more in the metal core genre. Um, I really like those new knocked loose tracks. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people talk a lot about you know these like, bands that are you know kind of in the in the stratosphere of of music and yeah i just really dig what those guys are doing i think musically artistically it's really cool live it's an incredible incredible show to see um and then i guess on the more uh less hardcore kind of side of things i mean i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a guilty pleasure but i definitely love myself some like you know Tom Waits, Leonard Cohen, like just kind of more poetic, kind of folky type music.
1: Oh, Okay, I don't know who they are, so I can't I can't make fun of you, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you consider them guilty pleasures,
0: I'll I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, not for everybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you ever have a uh, any cringy MySpace screen name back in that era, or like a cringy screen name for a? I don't know a, a gaming console or something.
0: Sure, yeah, I had a, yeah. <laughs> one that I used for a long time. That was that uh, was <laughs> Frank is dead, and <laughs> it stuck around and and kind of made a comeback when a couple of my buddies at work uh, asked the same question, and then um, you know they kept kept calling me that on the on the work chat uh, in front of my like other colleagues and stuff. Kind of hilarious. You're like, why, why, what is, why are they saying you're dead? Why are they saying that? And then I, I I posted something on, on an Instagram story about it. At one point, and my mother-in-law like texted my wife right away and was like, "Why? What's wrong with Frank? What's going on with Frank? I'm worried about him. Is he saying he's dead?" Now it's my screen. (laughs) (laughs) My screen name. That's great. Yeah. Gotta watch out for those parents and social media. They get worried about you.
1: Yeah, don't let them see that shit. I definitely don't. (laughs) My mom tried to add me on Facebook like so many times years ago, and she kept being really it's not working. I'm like, no, I'm intentionally denying it. There's no (laughs) way. There's no way. (laughs) I don't need to run into those situations. So I actually thought of this this morning. I had the questions list all laid out for you this morning. And then just before we popped on the chat, I thought, you know, as a man with a very prominent mustache, you must you must have a favorite sure. iconic mustache out there inside or outside of the hardcore world.
0: Um, yeah, I think for sure. Uh, outside of hardcore, Daniel Day-Lewis, strong mustache in, uh, in There Will Be Blood. Great movie, strong mustache.
1: Strong mustache.
0: And then uh, in hardcore, in hardcore, and it just comes to mind. Uh, Andy, from Every Time I Die, has always had a yeah, massive oh, yeah. caterpillar on his face.
1: Oh, yeah. He did the handles for a while, too, right?
0: True, oh, true. I was going to say, he looks, like a, he looks like a wrestler, but he is a wrestler, so it makes perfect yeah.
1: sense. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
1: You got a favorite album of the year so far? Something you've been playing a lot of, or...?
0: album of the year that new gel records insane um only constant that's a freaking awesome record um let's see yeah yeah that's gonna be number one for for hardcore for sure and um outside of that what else i've been spinning you're gonna have to cut that this gap out of the interview I usually I don't have cut to go reference my Spotify. I usually don't cut anything. To be <laughs> All right, then.
1: <laughs> I might. Uh, probably not.
0: All right, then.
1: I don't even cut myself when I make um, Fuck up.
0: You know who's a cool band? Um, that band, Hi-Viz. I think they're pretty solid. Hi-Viz? Hi-Viz. Yeah. I don't know. D-I-S. Hi Viz and Oh Hi Viz. Hi Viz sorry uh, I misheard you. Yeah yeah. Yeah on the Hi-Viz, yeah. And the that's more like full length records. Uh, on the EP side of things. Shout out to Rock Pile out of Sudbury. They're yeah. uh, they're doing some cool things. You should have them on the pod as well.
1: I should actually their stuff's banging. cool stuff they just dropped that uh, that ep that goes hard yeah that music video had me cracking up absolutely (laughs) in their (laughs) tracksuits and the fucking balaclavas and Hennessy and bullshit it's funny
0: yeah i mean it's just they're having fun and i love i love and appreciate that i think we spent so many years and hardcore and punk just taking ourselves way too seriously and uh it's just it it i much prefer the the playfulness and the the fun aspect to it because fun
1: as hell a little bit of a loaded question i like to ask near the end so take your time if you haven't thought of it because i don't think i even sent you these questions did i did i send you these questions
0: uh yeah you did you sent me some questions yeah yeah i just skimmed them really quickly and it's more fun to uh have a conversation yeah
1: yeah, fair enough. We were supposed to have this chat like fucking three months ago too, right? Like before the EP dropped. Like
0: totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, we've been we've been slowly trying to find this time. Who knew? Who knew? Times would be so tricky.
1: Who knew? Who knew? So, if you could give the world a gift, it doesn't have to be a material possession. What
0: would it be? Sure. I think everyone in the world should have access to mental health care tools, meditation, mindfulness, that kind of stuff. I think if we could, if I could like have a magic wand and just give that to everybody tomorrow, that would be awesome. I think that'll make the world a better place.
1: So what is your big secret to meditation? Is there one? Thing that makes it work specifically you need, for you? Yeah. Or one thing you would advise to beginners, or
0: I would advise that you're gonna go off track all the time, and you might, you know, just try to try to make five ten minutes a day for it. And if you miss a day, a week, a month, whatever it is, don't beat yourself up about it. Just get back on the back on the horse and keep trying i think it's it's kind of a corny saying but it's called a meditation practice not meditation perfect and uh it's always a practice you know it's always something that we're trying to get better at and um there's no you know there's no like end goal it's just giving yourself a little bit of time and space to settle your mind and, and process things
1: i think that could quite easily apply to life as well as meditation that was nice nicely worded
0: yeah totally thanks man so
1: you said it's not an end goal not a big accomplishment it's a process right but what um yeah what kind of goals what kind of goals and accomplishments do you have for monk like what do you want to do with this band before it runs its course or before
0: yeah yeah for sure um i think we're 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 ready to start considering another EP uh, these things take time and by the time we'll we'll get into a studio and get something going it will probably be a good a good year or so that the rock EP has been out um, I'd really love to you know, because we're, <clears throat> we're only a couple hours from Mexico here and I saw uh, that band out of Toronto um, you know, that band shit, like S dot H dot yep. I dot T dot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, I saw those guys, those guys did a run of Mexico and I immediately screenshotted the tour flyer. I was like, I, I need to do that. That looks freaking awesome. I need like touring, uh, touring that country. Is kind of a a bit of a dream. And uh, I think that would be a blast. I mean, I'm sure there would be some moments that would be slightly dangerous and you'd probably, um, you'd probably want to carry your cash in in socks and your underwear and things like that. But uh, I think it would be a fun experience. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, that's it.
1: (laughs) Those are very cool plans. Those are very cool plans. So what's coming up for the band for the rest of the year then? just uh, maybe those Ontario shows you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I think that Ontario run in December. Yep. Yep. Um, that should be fun. We're trying to, we're trying to get some uh, more like weekend warrior type, uh, type dates out here in California, but that would probably be more of like a January, February thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just keep playing some shows, get the record out, get the message out. And yeah, um, you know, it's, it, it's been a good decade that I've been, you know, kind of out of music, I guess. Um, so kind of, you know, finding my, finding my feet again and, uh, making those, you know, those inroads in, into hardcore and punk, um, uh, now as a, <laughs> as an elder, elder punker, um, uh, that's been super enjoyable and I'm, I'm loving 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 the uh, the state of the scene these days either even in, in Canada and in the US
1: yeah well fucking welcome back I like to say instead of elder punks like uh, <laughs> I, I call them uh senior citizens <laughs> oh yeah totally yeah it sucks terrible terrible but uh yeah hopefully I can catch you guys when you come back in December that would be nice because I didn't catch you this time when you came through. So hopefully you'll be close ish, not like way the fuck out there. Um we'll figure that out. But you got any last uh shout-outs, any plugs, any causes, anything you want to talk about at all before we uh play an outro track and wrap it up here?
0: Yeah, I think um if whoever's listening, if you're you know, if you're going through it, if you need some the mental health support if you need somebody to talk to if you need you know if you're you're struggling with that kind of stuff know that you're not alone in it there are tools to help you and um, yeah the best thing you can do is talk to somebody about it so uh please do that and uh then we'll wrap it up with uh yeah protect protect trans youth
1: beautiful beautiful well said man thanks so much it's been it's been super fun chatting with you about uh hardcore meditation your mustache all that good stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) thanks rob (laughs) appreciate it man catch you in december eh? hey have a good one buddy take care
2: So okay. okay.